You are listening to The State of Sustainability, a podcast that highlights sustainability initiatives throughout the state and develops a casual conversation about environmental stewardship that the average person can understand and replicate. I'm your host, Caleb Powell. And I'm your co-host, Ashley Cabrera. So this month, we are taking a break from our Sustainable City series. Um, We wanted to bring in some other topics to keep everything fresh. Um, and also, our office is going through a, a bit of a merger, demerger, wouldn't you say, Ashley? It's, I don't know what, what you actually call it. A bit uh, of a rearranging. <laughs> we're still doing the same exact thing. We just um, uh, are changing up how everything's structured. Um, and so we thought, what better way than to bring on two of our new coworkers? Um, we're going to be talking about the Small Business Environmental Assistance Program, um, it's been in a uh, part of TDEC for a long time, but now it's um, we've merged our office um, with them, and so we thought let's let's go ahead and highlight it. They're a great resource for the state. Yes, yeah, so if you're a small business, just tune in. Or if you know somebody that runs a small business, tune in. That too. <laughs> All right. So this month we are going to be highlighting a very special um, program. Uh, and slash office um, that TDEC has. It's one of the, the, in my opinion, the best resources for businesses, um, the ex- our external stakeholders, um, and that is the Small Business Environmental Assistance Program. Uh, for short, we call it SBEEP, um, and it's just, you know, the first letter of, it, of each of those words that I just said. Um, but we've got um, two of our of Ashley and I's co-workers that uh, are now part of our team. We're very excited to have them on our team, and we thought what better way um, to bring them onto the team than to highlight what the great work that they do. Um, so we have Donovan Grimwood. He is a small business environmental ombudsman, and we'll get into what that is because I didn't know what that word meant. Um, so Donovan, once we get into this, I'd, I'd like to sort of talk about what that title is and... Um, and uh, and the work that you do and have done and for for so long because um, Donovan's actually been with the SB program since 1999 uh, and has been the ombudsman uh, since 2014. In addition to being the ombudsman, he is uh, also active in the national steering committee of the SBEPs. Um, he is currently the co-chair for the NSC technical subcommittee and vice chair of the. N- is that correct, or are you the chair now? I am still the vice chair that will change over in June. Awesome. Um, and then outside of his career with TDEC, he's a volunteer instructor in the sport of fencing with the National Community Education. So Donovan's got so much so much cool uh, experience when it comes to um, the Small Business Environmental Assistance Program, and, and getting to talk to him is such a treat just because he knows so much information about so many different things. Um, and then we also have Crystal Warren. She is... Um, the Small Business Environmental Outreach and Education Specialist for the program. She joined SB in 2021 following 10 years with the Division of Water Resources. Um, as such, she has quickly become the go-to person for technical questions relating to water. And then outside of her TDEC career, she is also a yoga instructor in the Memphis area. So Donovan and Crystal, such a pleasure having you guys on the podcast. And we're super excited to highlight what you guys do every day and and, and teach the, the people of of Tennessee, the program that they, they might not know about. Thank you, Caleb. Yeah, we're, we're happy to have y'all on here. Um, and so I just want to get um, straight into, you know, the questions we have and 
start talking about y'all's program. So can you start off by telling us what the Small Business Environmental Assistance Program is? That's a great question, and our name really tells everything about us. If we were playing a poker game, we'd be terrible because we wouldn't be able to bluff about what we do. So <laughs> let's, let's break that down. Small Business Environmental Assistance Program. We're a program that provides technical assistance on any environmental-related question that a small business may have. Okay, what does that mean? So, as y'all were mentioning earlier, we're, we're housed within TDEC, Bureau of Environment. Also within the Bureau of Environment is um, the regulatory divisions, the Division of Air Pollution Control, Water Resources, Solid Waste Management, Underground Storage Tanks, etc. So the regulatory divisions require permits for specific activities and then implementation of best management practices in order to comply with state and federal environmental regulations. SBEEP, Small Business Environmental Assistance Program, we're non-regulatory, and that's important to remember. Um, that's We are able to do much more work than a regula the regulatory side can as far as assistance. So we're a non-regulatory program that assists small businesses in, in achieving and maintaining compliance with the regulatory side of TDEC. And we can give examples of what that means in a minute. Um, but that's basically it. And, um, it's also important to note that our program is actually federally mandated through the Federal Clean Air Act. So we're, we're, we are absolutely required to be here and provide assistance. Yeah, and I mean, I think this, the, this program is really sort of underutilized um, because uh, what you guys do, I like to sort of joke about... Um, your your office or your program being like the the fun parent, uh, you know, like uh, you you got your mom and your dad, and you know your mom's always sort of like on you about cleaning and stuff like that, and and getting on to you about doing your chores when you, when your dad comes home, and he's he's the fun parent, and that's sort of what you guys are. You can you can uh, you can talk to your dad about certain things you you might not talk to your mom about because you don't want to get in trouble. Uh, and so that's why I sort of joke around about what the Small Business Environmental Assistance Program is, is, you know, if these businesses, they have issues or questions about, you know, should we have this permit or are we doing the right thing? They can come to you. You, you have this extensive knowledge with all the, the regulations uh, through TDEC and that they can answer, you guys can answer those questions for them without there being any type of, um, you know, regulatory Repercussions. Repercussions, thank you. Um, so I, I, I really, you know, just can't say this enough that this is such a good resource for the state, um, especially for, for small businesses. Um, if you are sort of new to, to the area or new to what your the, the process is or you're changing a process, um, definitely need to, to hit up Donovan and Crystal. So I wanted to, and you sort of already talked about this, Crystal, but I wanted to say or asked, so like, what kind of assistance? So like, say there's a, a business that is listening in and, and, and they're like, what, what, how can the Small Business Environmental Assistance Program help my business, essentially? Well, I'll, I'll handle that, Caleb. Um, so one of the ways that we do help out is we provide we essentially act as a consultant for those small businesses who can't really necessarily afford one, uh, or they may just have a simple question uh, about their compliance or their permits. Uh, we 
can walk through the entire permitting process. Uh, we help businesses who businesses are experts in what they do, uh, which also means they're not necessarily experts in environmental uh, matters, which is why they need consultants or help from us. And we can take the information that they already know what they're doing and translate that into what the regulatory programs need uh, in terms of calculations, emissions, uh, walk through the permitting forms, uh, figure out what regulations may apply to them. Uh, For example, a lot of the rules that we deal with are what are known as National Emission Standards for Hazardous Air Pollutants, uh, which is this one section of the EPA federal rules. And they've gone through the alphabet seven times on those rules. So there's a lot of them out there. It's real easy to get lost in the weeds there. Um, One of the other things that is unique about our program, I feel, is we are also confidential, which means if a business comes to us, uh, we don't necessarily let the regulatory programs know that we are even working with them unless we... Uh, are asked directly and it would keep the business out of trouble with the regulatory program. Uh, one example is sometimes a enforcement group may call us up and ask, are you working with these people? If you are, we'll delay things a little bit more. Um, and that way it's like, okay, yes, we are working with them uh, and we'll try and give a timeline as to when we'll get the information to the business because the business is the one who has to submit it. We can't do that for the business, but we can get them up to the point where pretty much they make sure everything's correct, they don't have any more questions, and they sign it, send it to the regulatory groups, and hopefully it can lead to their being permitted. And even beyond that, if a business has questions about their reporting, uh, their record keeping, uh, we can also give advice on that. And those are some of the primary things that we do in the technical assistance side. Uh, Now, one thing that you talked about earlier is the SB program actually has three components. Uh, The technical assistance side is our most commonly used component, and it's the most outward-facing to small businesses. Uh, But the other section is the ombudsman role, uh, which you had been asking about earlier. Uh, Now, the ombudsman role is defined as a person who investigates, reports on, and helps settle complaints concerning particular organization, business, or other entity. In the case of the SB ombudsman role, uh, the most times people might encounter an ombudsman role be like at uh, long-term care facilities. Uh, They're required to post the ombudsman information there. That would be more of patient abuse uh, or similar. Luckily, we don't really have that a lot on the environmental side, but there are times that a business may feel that they're being unfairly targeted. Um, Or an example I had a few years back was uh, there was a large number of inspections of this company following an initial uh, violation, and they felt that at minimum, the enforcement groups could coordinate better uh, so that they didn't have to take as much time off to lead the enforcement groups around on their inspections. 
Um, so that would be something where it's like I could advise the regulatory programs, like maybe you can coordinate better. So would you say, Donovan, that you know, after hearing you sort of explain that, would you say that the, the ombudsman role is sort of like a referee, like in between, uh, you know, a business and the regulatory community or, or in, in this, in this, in your role, sort of like, like the, the referee? It potentially could be. Um, now, the ombudsman role is not one that's commonly used, uh, fortunately, because most of the rules are written about as fair as they can be, uh, but there's still sometimes things come up and people have questions about it. Um, I will say that every state department that deals with uh, small businesses or a lot of other groups, they will have an ombudsman as well. They may or may not necessarily be labeled that way, but uh, the primary one for the state is located in the control of the treasurer's office. Uh, but they typically are just the clearinghouse uh, for any particular department. So if anything comes up on the environment side, uh, they'll send it over to me. And then I will research it, uh, talk to, uh, in most cases, talk to the regulatory firms, like uh, find out what's going on, and then try and offer some advice as to how it can be handled, how it can be settled. Um, in some cases, I'll also talk to our Office of General Counsel, uh, see what advice they have, uh, because as Crystal initially said, I don't have any really, uh, I don't have any regulatory authority, but this is the closest we have to any, and it's actually within the department selling disputes from outside the department against the department. Uh, but again, luckily that's not a common thing. I was going to say, so like, I know this may be a stupid question because it's in the name, but do you only help small businesses? And I guess in my mind, I'm trying to think like what makes a business small? Like what size would it have to be to be, I guess, considered for help through y'all's program? Okay, I, I can handle that one. So a small business is defined in the Clean Air Act as 100 or fewer employees and not a major source of air emissions. In other words, not a Title V source, uh, according to air. Uh, since we also deal with multimedia, meaning we deal with air, waste, water, uh, it would also mean somebody who is not a large quantity generator of hazardous waste. That starts getting into levels of calculations, engineering, and everything that uh, just Crystal and I cannot handle. Uh, that's where you need a full-time, full-level consultant, and maybe a full-time consultant, as well as a dedicated environmental employee. Now, TDEC did add the addition that um, if you have a full-time dedicated employee dedicated to environmental matters, you're not necessarily considered a small business. Um, I do have an exception to that in that it's that full-time uh, environmental employee that's often the one calling us asking for advice to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing correctly. So I'm absolutely fine with calling, uh, helping them out, um, especially if it's truly a small business. Every so often a large business may have a random question um, and if 
it's a simple enough question or very focused questions like we will answer that because overall our goal is to help businesses and the citizens of Tennessee understand the environmental regulations and be in compliance with them. Um, if it's a large enough business or the question is complicated enough or there may be another group within TTEC that can provide the better answer, we will refer them over. Uh, but if it's a small business, typically we can handle it directly. And we can also act as a go-between between the business and the regulatory groups to ask their questions so it maintains a confidentiality for the small business. Wow. Okay, great. Yeah. Well, no, I was just going to say, I mean, because whenever in the name, when it, when you first see it, it's like Small Business Environmental Assistance Program, you, you some people might be under the the the, uh, the idea that that is just for these really small mom and pops. But, um, you know, like you mentioned, Donovan, the, your true um, job here is to assist every businesses uh, in general in, here in Tennessee, uh, making sure that they, you know, know the right information to um, have the right permits in place and, and, and do the right thing. So, um so it's good to good to know that it's and I mean to be honest a hundred employees that doesn't seem small to me I mean, that seems pretty big okay. so um, so yeah in uh, Tennessee there are approximately two hundred fifty nine thousand small businesses with potential environmental issues uh, of those the majority of them will have ten or fewer employees. Um, probably on the order of 172,000 or so. And these are very rough numbers. Um, but yeah, any of those that call us up, uh, that is what the SBEEP was designed for initially by the Clean Air Act, is to help those mom and pops. But there's also larger businesses out there that are still going to need help. Um, and they pretty much decided the cutoff was 100. And the definition of small business is one we get asked a lot because depending on which agency you talk to they're going to have a different des- definition so the 100 employees is our most basic uh, number for us but as I mentioned it's like it, it covers most anybody and there are even times that we will help out small municipalities uh, because in a way they can be treated as a small business as well oh yeah in- entirely um, so it's just, it's really enlightening to know that, you know, well, I mean, and, and I didn't even realize there was that many small businesses, you know, or class, classified as small businesses uh, here in the state. And it sort of made my head spin because it's like, oh my gosh, you two having to to handle all of those small businesses, which I understand that a majority of those businesses probably aren't calling you, asking you questions because they've got things sort of situated or, or figured out but um just having the two of you uh in that many businesses is like oh my goodness you guys are spread thin um so that sort of leads me into my next question um what are your like most frequently asked questions or like what's your your biggest topics of discussion and then sort of to piggyback off that question how often are you getting you know requests or or these questions asked talk about um, 
the ones I help with. So you mentioned with in my introduction that I worked for Division of Water Resources for 10 years prior to this. So I tend to take lead on any of the um, water-related questions just because I have so much knowledge about that. And surprisingly, the most frequently asked topic um, related to water is waste disposal for small-scale meat processors. And this was so just blew my mind because I live in an urban suburban area. So I had no idea that small scale meat processing um, is so needed in our state. So I've learned that there's a lengthy wait time to process meat in Tennessee because there's so few local meat processors. The Tennessee Department of Ag is working with interested parties throughout the state to promote and support new processors. So they have an approval process and one of the Ag's Approval, or one thing they require for approval is an approved method of waste and wastewater disposal from TDEC. So Department of Ag will actually send their interested parties directly to Donovan and me. Um, and what we do is we share information about the regulatory requirements, explain the permitting process, what's going to be required of them, what information they need to provide. And then we send them directly to the appropriate TDEC staff for permitting. So instead of the regulated community just calling TDEC and not knowing where to begin and not knowing who to directly contact, they can contact us and we serve as that liaison to get them directly to who they need. So instead of talking to 23 people, you know, they talk to us and then directly to the, who they need to talk to. Um, another industry water related that's on the rise, and I think part of it's due to COVID and people wanting to be their own boss, is mobile pressure washing. So if you think about pre pressure washing your car or your house, your outside, for the most part, that wash water is gonna go down the storm drain. And if you use plain wash water, like no detergents, no soaps, that's fine. But if you use soaps and detergents, um, that's considered a pollutant. And I'm talking about on a commercial scale, not on an individual scale. You can wash your car at home. So, Soaps and pollutants, they're, even if they're labeled environmentally friendly or biodegradable, they can contribute nutrients to a receiving stream, which is a pollutant, can lead to algal growth. Um, so therefore, mobile pressure, commercial mobile pressure washers have to obtain a permit from the state, and one of those permit requirements is to collect wastewater and haul that wastewater to um, an approved plant for disposal. There's other best management practices recommended, um, but I know it's very surprising for our citizens to know that a permit is actually required for that activity. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. Actually, I have a buddy that started a, uh, a pressure washing um, company, you know, exactly like you said, right during COVID to, um, to be his own boss and sort of uh, make his own schedule. But uh, I'm, now I'm going to have to ask him if he's got uh, the proper permits. So, and if well, you not, can send them to us if, if he needs. <laughs> Will do. Um, and uh, there was something whenever you said an answer uh, earlier that, oh, um, you know, I, I, I would like to just second what you were saying about, um, you know, what, yeah, well, just finding the right person. You know, if you're just if you just go on the website, and this is I think with any state uh, departments, not just our state. Uh, I've, done, I've, I've done quite a bit of research uh, into other states, specifically environmental departments. But I feel like with any state department and state government, you know, if you don't have a contact and so that that's 
internal that can sort of show you the right way, then just exactly like you said, you're going to be jumping from one contact to the next to the next or, or, you know, falling into the website and clicking and clicking and clicking and trying to find and you're wasting a lot of time to, to get to where you need to be. So um, I think you guys are a tremendous resource because you've got all those internal contacts with all of the different um, departments and, you know, I come to you and say, hey, I need help with this. You're like, oh, this is the person you need to talk to. And then it's, you know, just as, as quick as that. So um, that's one of the, the grand benefits, I think, of of having you two is being able to streamline that process a lot, a lot faster. I'm over here shaking my head in agreement with everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Caleb, there are many times that uh, when we get somebody calling, it's like, I've spent hours or even days trying to find the right contact uh they call us up and we act as that person within the government that gets them hopefully to the right person i mean sometimes we still don't necessarily but um a good example is not too long ago we had a business asking us about uh, asbestos uh, records because their business was going um, out of business and they had to keep these medical records and like they wanted to know what to do with them. Uh, so rather than them having to bounce all around, uh, we made the calls, uh, contacted the federal EPA and finally found out it's actually an OSHA issue. And so we were able to give them a direct answer and put them in contact with somebody in a completely different department. So it had environmental connections, but the actual regulation was not under environment itself so that way we help direct where it needs to go um and you were asking about how many how often we get uh last year we assisted 261 individual businesses in 104 different categories um and so the categories range anywhere from somebody who has an extra bit of land and want to convert it into a commercial uh, campsite up to nuclear medicine there there is a, a few companies that deal with that that have called us for different questions over the years wow that's that's tremendous and i didn't realize that there was that many individual businesses that reached out to to your group and so that i mean that just goes to show um you guys are constantly working constantly making those connections and it's just such a such a great resource that I really hope that the citizens and, and especially the the businesses of Tennessee use and um, um, you know benefit from. I, well, I mean, if they use you guys, I I guarantee you they're gonna they're gonna benefit from. Also, you know, with all your with your knowledge, Donovan. I mean, you said from you know creating a campsite to nuclear medicine. It seems like which I already knew this, but. Um, it seems like you would be a great partner for uh, like a trivia at, at the sports bar or something like that. So maybe next time there's trivia here in town, I might need to have you come on down and and, and help me win. I've actually thought that too. <laughs> well, back in high school, I was on the uh, academic team. I wouldn't doubt it at all. Well, um, both of you guys, thank you, number one, for what you do for the state. Um, number two, what you do for the environment. And um, number three, for coming on to, to the podcast and, and, and highlighting the great work that you do do. To, that you, that you do, do. Oh, I just said do-do without meaning to. Um, with that being said, I will make sure that when we post 
this this podcast that we um, have your website um, linked uh, and what what we've done on their website is there's a lot of different like frequently asked questions and um, specifics to like the, the meat processing or um, like wood sawmills and stuff like that so um, if there's something that you that that you need help with and you don't see on there the resources on there just reach out to Donovan or Crystal they can definitely help you out and uh, like, like they said if they don't if they can't help you out they definitely know the person that that can so once again, thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. All right, so we decided this month, instead of doing a ranger report, we would take a little break and highlight our Go Green With Us um, program that we have partnered with the state parks um, to do um, around this time of the year. Our rangers are really busy filling out their checklists for this program. And, um, and then people from our office and um, other offices around TDEC uh, are busy going and meeting and um, doing assessments of the park, making sure that basically everything that's on the checklist is correct um, and just trying to find um, more checklist items that could possibly move um, these parks to a higher um, um, level, if you will. So with that being said, we didn't want to bother the rangers uh, during this busy time. And also it's a, you know, beginning to be spring weather. Uh, there's a lot more visitation at the park. So instead of doing a ranger report, we wanted to highlight the Go Green With Us program and just go over a couple things. So the Go Green With Us um, program is a partnership between the Tennessee State Park staff and visitors uh, to become better stewards of our natural and financial resources through the integration of common sense sustainability practices into park management and operations. So Go Green With Us began in January of 2015 as a recycling initiative for the Tennessee State Parks. Um, a Go Green With Us committee was formed, including representatives from the state, Tennessee State Parks, the Office of Policy and Sustainable Practices, which is our office, and other divisions within TDEC. Uh, this committee compiled a comprehensive guide to outline the many actions staff and visitors can take to effectively uh, incorporate environmental sustainability into all aspects of park operations. So there was, initially it was just, just recycling initiatives and now it has turned into something that every single state park uh, is a part of, all 56 state parks participate in this. Um, and there's nine sustainability categories in this guide, um, and it contains approximately 100 prerequisite actions and 215 recommended actions. So um, in those different categories, you can't get any points of the other points um, without reaching those prerequisites, mainly the, the, the items that the committee decided were, you know, non-negotiables, things you, you, we have to be doing, the, the low-hanging fruit, if you will, of, the, uh, of sustainability in the parks. So um, the nine categories include education and outreach, uh, energy efficiency, green offices, habitat and resource protection, guest services, maintenance procedures, recycling and waste, transportation, and water conservation. So the next time that you're at one of the state parks, check out um, most of the trailheads, definitely the offices, they've got signs around that talk about the Go Green With Us initiative um, and the different things that, that their specific park is doing 
to um, to be more sustainable. So uh, it's such a such a great initiative. It's something that I um, myself actually get to help out with throughout the year. I've actually got four assessments that I'm going to be doing uh, next week um, with various parks. Um, going and just going over their checklist, making sure they didn't miss something that could actually get them to the next level uh, of recognition. So we do love the state parks, and uh, I hope you enjoyed this uh, little little highlight of the Go Green with this program. Mm-hmm.